know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pitches could move, yeah, skin in the game. Welcome to the last episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Woo! Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics from the horror and sci-fi genres with a comedic twist. This week, we're discussing the new classic, Nope! Directed I'm, and written by Jordan Peele. I'm glad... I'm glad you didn't put a question mark on it this time. It's a good one. But without further ado, we have a third member of our team back by by d- demand of someone. I don't even know. We got Terrell. Hey. What's, up? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. Of course. So, nope. Who's in it? We got uh, Daniel Kalua, who's in Get Out. Kiki Palmer, who is in Aquila and the Bee. You know her, don't you? Uh, nope. Keith David, Stephen Yoon, Michael Wincott, which none of you guys knew who he was. I had, I was telling you guys in the theater, no one knew what I was talking about. Very upsetting. Uh, we should mention this is the first time in the history of the podcast where we all three of us sat in the same theater together. Well, we've, I think we've sat in the theater before. But the first time we sat in the theater together... <laughs> Uh, to this for the for this podcast, right? And Kevin pours jalapenos on his popcorn audience. Absolutely. Well, you want a little bit of that tang. You know what I'm saying? A little little spice, a little flavor. I think it's flavor the only way to flame. fly. All right. All right. That's what I'm saying. And by the way, if you go to theaters nowadays, usually if you get the large, they will give you the free refill right then and there. Usually. So that's a life hack. Write that down. I feel judged every time I order the large one. So I'm not going to double down and say, this is not even enough to get me through the previews. Can I have twice as much? Can I just bring a trash bag and you can fill that and I'll just put my head in? I'll just crawl inside like a cocoon and gnaw my way out. Can I do that? (laughs) Sure. Why not? (laughs) Can't we all agree as a whole, though, that... um, Movie popcorn has really taken a digger since our olden days. It used to be so tasty. I think it's because of the um, non-real butter, the plastic butter that they have or something. I don't know if the quality's gone down or they're not using peanut oil to pop it anymore or what. But it really is. I mean, when my kids were little, I used to have to make the popcorn. So it is always shocking where there's an equal amount of the orange grease to popcorn ratio in those big popping machines. And normally my belly can withstand that. It's this when you actually pour the petroleum product then on top to double down. No longer can can my body uh, tolerate that. Yeah, I think we should just be able to bring in our own melted butter. You'd have to move quickly or bring it in a thermos to keep it piping hot. Can you melt my butter for me, (laughs) little 12-year-old girl? (laughs) Anywho, 
<laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for bearing with us. Anyway, um, <laughs> nope, nope. Now, uh, we all saw it opening day. So we're, we're like leading the charge on this one. And um, the theater was not full. Was not. Well, now, granted, we saw like the two o'clock showing on a Friday. So it's people, you know, decent people it's have jobs. Su- it's know. summertime. Where are all the teenagers? That that is a good question. But maybe we should... they, maybe they gave up after uh, Candyman. After okay, he did not direct Candyman. I have to say, but let's. This is a good place to jump. He had off. his paw in it. He he did have his monkey paw in it. His monkey paw, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what did you guys think of Get Out? Let's jump back just briefly. Thumbs up, thumbs down, half a thumb. Get Out blew my mind. I mean, it was I lo- familiar, I it. but fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was super original and it was very, had that sixth sense vibe where it came out of nowhere and yeah. you were literally like going, what is happening? And fantastic actors. Yeah. Like a great cast. 100%. It, it was nominated for Best Picture when it came out. That's right. I forget about that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we all enjoyed Get Out. What about his other directorial, uh, not debut? Us. Us. This is us. Yeah, not this. I liked is us. us. I liked us also. I thought us was terrifying. I, I thought, thought it was, it was terrifying. Scary. But I hate these things like when I go to an art gallery and I look at a picture and I'm like, what the hell? And then someone says, no, you got to read the 12 page manifesto to understand it. <laughs> us was the same thing right. where I, I enjoyed it, but I was like, well, what the hell? Why is your only option is eating a damn rabbit? And if you can leave, why would you go back? We <laughs> And then people yes. are like, oh, well, this symbolizes this and this symbolizes this. What is this, the Da Vinci Code? It absolutely is. We, we talked about us on a previous episode. The number one question we had is, if all those people live underground, what do they do with the feces? There must be... <laughs> Hundreds of metric tons of feces down below. But that's neither here nor there. Um, well, and the other thing is, it would have been like the, the reimagining of Suspiria where Dakota Johnson is dancing and the person below is who she's linked with is literally just flinging off the walls. Wouldn't that these people just eventually just be destroyed, slamming into each other? Let's not pretend they're crawling into their bunk beds because if they're linked, they're doing the same thing, but in a terrible version of their linked person. Right. Well, I mean, and that's hmm. that's really the thing about us. I en- enjoyed it in the moment, but as yes. I'm walking to the car, I had a lot of questions. A lot and of I've questions. I've seen it twice, twice since then. I yes. still enjoy it, uh, but you know, I'm like, just stop asking the questions. Stop but don't you think no. that's all of Jordan Peele's movies? I had every single one I've seen that I've had to go to the computer afterwards and start banging away. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> this one included. Yeah. This one included. You're I right. think that's just part of his deal. I, I like Jordan Peele because you get the sense it's kind of an original new thing, but it also has kind of homages to things yes. from back in the day that we all appreciate. Yeah. So from yeah. our generation. Absolutely. So it's kind of like when you would watch the Muppets or the Muppet uh, show where there was stuff for the kids, there's stuff for the, the current generation, you know, just like the Muppet show. <laughs> I, I, it's been said a thousand times. 
An interesting comparison. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and jump right in with our discussion. We didn't uh, talk about Candyman. Candyman, the original was better. Okay, again, Candyman, he, he produced, Jordan Peele produced Candyman, the remake or sequel, whatever it was, but he did not write it. He did not direct it. I did not hate the new Candyman. Did you hate it? I didn't the new- say I, ha- I didn't hate the new Candyman. I had some problems with it. There, again, some confusion because it did taste like he wrote it. Uh, it tasted but like in he the, wrote it. <laughs> in the end, I liked the original better. Absolutely. Because all of a sudden it was like, uh, it's part of the Marvel Universe. Is he a superhero? Well, I never understood why Candyman, it starts off like it's an Avenger, but it's not an Avenger. It's it's destroying the poorest of the poor of your own community instead of the people who made you like this. Interesting. Anyway, you can go back and listen to our both of our Candyman episodes to uh, get to, for that true deep dive if that's what you're looking for. But <laughs> let's jump into nope. Who wants to start? Give me something. Anybody? Uh, excuse me. Well, Where is my 30 second review? You're out at you're on vacation mode or you hit your head, maybe you're still drunk from lunch, but <laughs> we must have order. We're 25 minutes into the podcast. So, <laughs> so give us your 30 second synopsis, Aaron, of Nope. It is retitled The Aliens of Agua Dulce. It's if you don't know we could also call it the aliens of unincorporated parts of Los Angeles County. That's it. That's it. And and then Glenn's in it from walking dead. Yes. Poor Glenn. That is correct. Good times. Um, watching this movie, there is like, I swear to God, a 20 minute sequence with no preamble where it's the set of Gordy, the hit 90s sitcom where it's a deranged chimp on the loose. Oh my God. I love the idea of crazy chimps coming to eat my lips. I love it. I, we need more of that. I don't think people knew how horrible and vicious chimpanzees are. I think in the 90s, at least. In the 90s, people thought chimps, you, you know, slap a diaper on them. It's like a little hairy baby. Right. Give him a beer. Let him smoke cigarettes. What was Michael funny? Jackson's? Michael Jackson's bubbles. 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 Absolutely. He started the this fake idea that they were cute and cuddly. Absolutely. Well, and eventually, it's a sad story. After Michael died, they had to. What is happening? What the, did you just flush a toilet, or what was? What the hell? Is the nope on the loose here? Is, 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 is that Gordy? Gordy is. I had to close the window. Gordy was trying to get in. <laughs> what, you got to remember, in in even further back in the eighties, how many movies had some kind of ape where it was like a wacky sidekick? Right? You had BJ and the Bear. You know his little friend rolling around with him on his uh, in his uh, truck. You had in the Wayback Machine, we had the uh, a, a show called Ghostbusters that has nothing to do with Ghostbusters, but did have to do with a dude from F Troop and a gorilla. That was a dude in a gorilla suit. They did not have a silverback gorilla roaming around on set, you know, working oh, for bananas. With Larry Storch, Larry Storch was there. 
<laughs> and I believe Forrest Tucker was also involved. It was F Troop versus a dude in a gorilla. No one suit. knows what the hell we're talking about. Yes, no. in the in the late seventies, there was a show called Ghostbusters, not related to our the more famous one, where it was two guys from F Troop <laughs> and a dude in a gorilla suit who would go around and solve ghostly mysteries. Google and it. their names were Spencer, Tracy, and Kong. That is How correct. How about that for a deep dive? Very clever. Very clever. Anyway, what I was also going to say is that Clint Eastwood starred in not one but two movies where his sidekick was a lovable orangutan. Okay? I, and I will say... Any, I which, any which way but lose, yep. and any which way you can. That's exactly right. Any which way but lose, you took And a hit me, song. Yeah. Yep. And... They were the most successful Clint Eastwood movies. Did you know that? No, that's not. I, I am, I'm I not know. surprised. Okay. <laughs> Some people might be surprised. But anyway, America was enamored with people hanging out with apes of various types. Um, but what we know now is that people who have chimps as pets, eventually the chimps reach maturity and they become raging psychopaths. Like, at the drop of a hat, a chimp will go rip off your face and tear off your genitals. That's what they do. That's part In of the In a thing. quick movement. I will tell you again, I was once at the San Diego Zoo and a spider monkey jumped on my shoulder. And I froze because I was waiting for it to sink its little tiny rice teeth into the side of my head. Did you climb into a cage? Life. I mean, why are there spider monkeys just loose? <laughs> They used to have these aviaries where you With could just walk chips? in. And it was not a chimpanzee. It was not an orangutan parked on my head. It was a little spider monkey, the ones with the little white faces. And there was this aviary, and they were loose inside the aviary. It had come down, and all of a sudden it was like, bing! And I was like, I think I was like uh, 14. I was like, froze, until it decided to move on. Any which way, but lose. Anyway, that, so point being is that... I mean, it didn't fart and drink a beer and then roll over <laughs> laughing. It was a wild beastie. I was at the San Diego Zoo, and I swear to God, the orangutan threw feces at the crowd. Was enraged. Just That's the best. Really, I mean, I say he was enraged. He was actually very calm about it. He just had it in his hand and just kind of flicked it at us. So I was like, okay. Uh, I can leave. Like, ah, ah, ah. You don't got to throw feces at me. Turn the lights yeah, off. Yeah, I, I get the hint. Uh, Zoos hey. are sad. Sad places with bad juju. Oh, no. I mean, San Diego Zoo is the way to go. I remember being a little kid going to San Francisco Zoo where it was literal. I'd never seen, I'd only seen like Lion Country Safari or the San Diego Zoo. I'd never gone to a place where it was literally rectangular cages. And you, they smelled and and like big cats were just pacing back and forth. I was terrible. Like, bad dreams. Bad. You're dreams. used to kind mm -hmm. of the omen where you're just driving through and a bunch of baboons attack. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway, again, this is the first two minutes of, uh, of Nope, where, you know, something has gone down because you can see the bloody chimp pacing around on the stage and i'm like please do not show me because you see like the little girl's feet like sticking out but you don't see any other part of her you know like i do not want to see yeah. what happened to this little girl leave me out. yeah on a destroyed sound stage and the cgi monkey which i, I 
I've yet to see a good CGI monkey or animal for that matter. It's just a goose. Bring back the monkeys. What about one of the monkeys from the Wizard of Oz? That would have been just as terrifying. They could have dressed up a Warwick Davis covered in blood, jumping on a nine-year-old. How about one of the original monkeys like Peter Tork or Mickey Dolenz? Get him out there. Have him roll around. R.I.P. R.I.P. Poor Mickey. Anywho, um, I, and there's no preamble. There's no explanation what this has to do. And I honestly, I have to ask, what do you think the purpose of the reoccurring Gordy the crazed chimpanzee? Why, why do you think this is important to the plot? Anybody? I have no idea. Uh, quite frankly, unless I miss something, I have no freaking idea. No, it was all about... You know, um, in in my opinion, the 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 wild critter and the de- trying to domesticate or control these wild creatures, be and, it uh, be it something in the sky we don't understand, or be it a horse, or be it you know Gordy, who uh, or you know ask Siegfried and Royd, <laughs> I don't know, ask the Tiger King, ask any of these guys. I 100% agree with you about the horses and about the monkey, but at one, when were they trying to domesticate, uh, I don't know, the origami orchid that lives in the cloud? Okay, well, I do remember this. Yeah, uh, okay, so the little kid, Stephen Yoon, when he was younger, he was a child actor, star of Kid Sheriff in the 80s, and later uh, the star of... My friend Gordy, or whatever the hell the show was called, he he parlayed his his money into purchasing kind of what is it like a theme park, kind of a little ghetto theme park called Jupiter's Claim because that was his character's right. name was Jupiter. It's like if you yeah, go to like LA, a wild Calico. wild west, right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So his plan, we later reveal, is that they were gonna he was gonna have like a show, kind of like a Sea World type show with Shamu. But instead of Shamu, it's going to be a crazy alien creature that lives in the clouds. Um, right. I, I got that. I got that. But so it, didn't the creatures appear first? Well, he. I think we don't know he when he them? discovers it. But somewhere along the lines, he figured out, this is Stephen Yoon, that if you release like a horse and let him run out into the valley behind the theme park, this creature swoops down and gobbles him up. Nibble, nibble, nibble. So his plan was, I know this is how it works. So I'm going to turn this into a regular attraction where I release a horse. The creature comes down in front of the paying paying audience. Whoop-de-doo. So it's like he he thought he was training the alien in the clouds. As if Gordy's home didn't teach him enough, you know, what can go wrong? And that's the thing about it. it. It's what he should have known. Like he should have taken that knowledge from being on Gordy's, uh, watching him murder a bunch of people to go like, oh, when when there's a crazy wild animal on the loose. And I think somebody actually says this. Is it Daniel Kaluuya? Somebody says, you don't train a predator. You don't train a you right. you negotiate or you bargain. Jurassic Park. It's something along those yeah. lines. Like you have to reach an agreement with the predator where you're kind of like equals on some level, rather than you're subservient to me and I've trained you to, you know, do 
you know, tricks for treats or something like that. He said that, but how do you do that? How do you reach an agreement with a mountain lion? How do you reach an agreement with a Tyrannosaurus Rex or with an orchid origami alien? Who's to say? And if and if horses are delicious, they have wild horses like in Arizona. Maybe they should have just given them a map. Well, and that's here's the, the whole other thing. It's like when the early in the movie, um, OJ Otis Jr. Uh, his father. <laughs> And can we talk about that? Go for it. Jump in. So how old is this character, do we think? Uh, Early 30s? Almost 40. Oh, okay. Almost 40. And how long was the old OJ thing? How Uh, long ago was that? Like 30 years ago? Yeah, that was the 90s. Mid-90s. Yeah. So maybe when that rolled out, you quit calling Otis Jr. OJ. Right. (laughs) Thoughts on that? Maybe you just double down. Maybe you believe, as many in our our, uh, African-American community believe, that he was wrongly charged uh, that I'm just going to double down. I'm taking it back. Maybe they called him Otis. They called him Otis up until that time and then decided in solidarity to then start calling him OJ. Well, his father was Otis Maybe his family didn't really... Right. Maybe it's like the snotty kids over at the school in the valley. What's his name? Otis Jr. OJ. <laughs> they don't go into the backstory of it. Although somebody does react. OJ? Yeah. Everybody's like. Uh, and he says, I'm Otis Jr. So yeah, I'm OJ. Moving on. Ask me no questions. At what Move point on. do you stop telling everyone you're junior? Like when you're 40, 50, 60, uh, on your deathbed? Are you Jimmy Jr.? Well, definitely when your dad yeah, gets his, killed. With a, his dad was yes, dead. long dead. Yeah, his dad was already dead by this point. But no explanation. No explanation. So his dad dies, we later discover, because what, a nickel came shooting out of the clouds and hit him like a bullet, boom, right into his eye? And that was the end oh, of him. Oh, that was nasty. Went right through his brain skis. Right, and then like mm-hmm. uh, like car keys got or house keys were shot into the side of the uh, the horse as well. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's kind of what happened in the beginning. You didn't know what was going on after you saw the monkey, you know, on the soundstage, you know, going crazy, uh, killing actors, right. and then uh, you know, and then what about the shoe? So the little girl, his I thought co-star, that was some alien shit. Too. Yeah, the little girl co-star who gets mauled by the chimp. He, she actually survives, but she's mauled by the chimp. Was wearing like a little kid sneaker, and for some reason, one of them comes off and is sitting up straight. Like a toe, yeah, like like yeah. a toe shoe. Sitting up straight in the middle of the room, and the little um, uh, I forget the character's name who. What was the character's Jupe. name? They called him Jupe. Jupe. Yeah. Jupe is just staring at yes. it. And then he ended up having a picture of that shoe that was, for some reason, defying, you know, gravity. I thought, he had, I thought he had the actual shoe in his collection. Oh, yeah. oh was that the actual yes. shoe? Yeah. And, like and it was still upright. Yes. Yeah. And it was still upright. No explanation. Yeah. 
One, no explanation. One thing I think they did good with the CGI was after the monkey calmed down, then it was kind of like tapping the, the kid's shoe, like, hey, what's up? What's up? And then he, right. kinda, then he came over to Glenn and was trying to do a fist the bump. The exploding fist they, bump. He said we oh. invented that back in 96. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Glenn char- Glenn's character is uh, so messed up and tortured and freaked out. It's all a funny, positive, wacky stories. And then his face uh, just shuts down and his eyes die. And then he remembers the horror. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's revealed. I love how we're talking. Like, basically, this is the chimp movie. And anybody who's not <laughs> seen Nope is just like, is the whole movie about a crazy chimp? You wish it was, audience. I you are you'd be more. far more interested in Gordy's house and what went down <laughs> than what goes on off in Agua Dulce for what seems like hours. Oh, very upsetting. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the whole movie. Tara had a less favorable view of it. I think Tara sucked a lemon right before she came <laughs> onto the podcast. I sucked a lemon. <laughs> I, I squeezed a lemon over my popcorn and just ate it like that. No, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I But I felt um, that, you know, the bar is set very low. Um, with movies currently, unfortunately. Um, so it's like Top Gun being the, you know, Maverick being the number one movie of all time or whatever it is now, which is absurd. It's a fun movie, loved it, had a great time. Is it the greatest movie in the world? No, we're just desperate for for a, for a show, in my opinion. I enjoyed it. I just felt like it. it there were parts of it that were lazy. Well, and there's something to be said for the fact because people going into this movie, like you guys did, you ha- really have no idea what the movie's about. I kind of—I think that's the best. That's way. the best way. I kind of knew it was an alien thing. I kind of knew it was an alien thing. That's all I knew about it. Um, but with an alien movie like this, and it's revealed—spoiler alert—it's not a spaceship in the cr- in the clouds. It's actually like a giant organism. Like a, a flying, right. I, I thought it was like a flying sand dollar or something, a flying manta ray swooping down. Um, but when you're dealing, it's literally like the hawk that lives in the tree by my house. It just sits up there and waits, right? Waits for anything to land, which is why I've had three bird feeders and they're completely full because <laughs> no, ain't no birds here, no ain't more. no sunshine. Um, but yes, so the. When you're dealing with a creature like this, there's not going to be an explanation. Where did the creature come from? What does the creature want? You know what I mean? So you just have to kind right. of accept that there's not going to be that explanation. And I'm okay with that on some level. You know what I mean? You just figure it's just a wild oh, for animal sure. yeah. floating around doing its thing. It's a wild animal. It could be, uh, we saw a preview for something that was like a weird lion. It could be that there's a lion out there. This could have been like there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex out there. Part of it is figuring out what the hell it is. But then once you figured out what it is, then what do you do? Right. Right. And we talked about, I mean, it's like right. the movie The Birds, for example. There is no explanation why the birds have gone crazy in The Birds. 
The birds don't come and tell us. Like the pigeon doesn't arrive with a little note. In its <laughs> by the way, this is why <laughs> written, we're angry. Written by an owl. <laughs> and that's the way it would go down, frankly. Um, well, one thing that I found was bizarre is OJ figures out because it's a predator, you don't want to make eye contact with it. So, well, because we have to establish that OJ is a is a horse trainer yes. for movies and commercials. That's his you know, family business is that's what they right. do. And he knows that with his own horses, if you kind of look it in the eye, that they go nuts or something, something along those lines. Okay. Horses are challenges. Not horses are not predators. Horses are herd animals. They're prey. So that thing about don't look the horse in the eye and then don't look at the alien in the eye. That's false. Well, and there are no eyes on this alien is the other issue, right? Well, well, that we we don't know what their eye is. Maybe it's that big uh, vajayjay hole or something. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know because it's an alien species. That is correct. Yeah, and at first it you do you are kind of led to believe that it is a ship, or maybe that's just our own prejudice right. watching it that this is an alien ship. And um, the guy who is setting up his dude ranch adventure right. to show this. It, he almost, it's almost, I don't know if he understands that they're getting eaten or if they're just get. do you think he understands that this is a, a predatory creature that is just eating the horse? I think he thinks I, that they're eating them, but he's paying, he paid $10,000 for that horse, right. which makes I, no sense. You're going to spend $10,000 a week. I wasn't sure that he knew that they were being eaten. Because there was, it, it. I mean, as an audience, we don't know that that is what's happening until they get to the coolest part of the movie, in my opinion, when the audience of this show gone wrong uh, happens because the horse won't come out of the little uh, plexiglass stall right. for the for the alien to eat or the predator to Lucky eat. Lucky the horse knows so it's going down. He's like, I ain't going yeah, out there. Yeah, somebody I ain't does. going out there. Yeah, and Lucky's pretty lucky. On. And then, so instead, the audience members and everyone there um, at the amphitheater gets sucked up. And we and need so, to point out that one of the people that gets sucked up is the the now grown up lady wearing a t shirt of herself at, at, with her lips all chewed on. Right. Yes, from Gordy's home. Yeah, his co star is there. And I read. Did you guys read that that was actually based on a real? Like on a in the nineties, no. in, in the there was a chimp actor who started acting erotic and erotic. erotic. That's oh, a different it was movie. an erotic, erotic tales of the chimp. Erratic, not erotic. I don't know. Maybe erotic too. I wasn't there. I don't we don't know. judge. But it started acting erratic with its trainer and mauled the trainer. Its trainer. And um, she ended up having a face transplant and like went on Oprah to to talk about it. I guess it was quite publicized that this chimp actor and that's kind of when they stopped using. Well, so then it, there it, was that other lady who got her face eaten by her pet right. chimp, too, around that same time. There's a 911 call. Yeah. Where somebody they're calling for the cops, basically, because the chimp's gone nuts and you can hear it in the background, the screaming and oh. It's awful. Oh, it ate, her, ate her lips and face and her fingertips. 
Because yeah. that's what that's what chimps do when they fight each other. That's their what they're what they're after. They're trying to basically um, f you up. They are. Well, they're trying to make makes it so you can't attack them, right? Rip off your face, bite off your fingers. Yeah, so it's it's a bad situation. Don't mess with chimps. Okay. I am now. I'm, I'm canceling that order on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon for the chimp I was going to order. You're going to be canceled. <laughs> You're going to become the chimp king of uh, Bakersfield. Aye, aye, aye! What a horror show. Um, yeah. Oh, but anyway, so let me. We got Go sidetracked. So the 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 creature, which I, I at this point I didn't know it was an organism, sucks everyone up in like a cyclone. And it shows you, and they had shown this vantage point a couple times in the movie, but you had no idea what the hell you were looking at. You're like, what is this? I don't know what, what I'm seeing and what it is. It's the digestive tract. That's when you see the people are like in some sort of, you know, know. yeah. If it's an esophagus on this creature or what it is, but they're just getting sucked in and they're smashed in and they show it. And that's when it's kind of in my in my experience seeing it was revealed like oh crap they're being digested yeah. they're getting eaten yeah and then and then you then it, you kind of put it together okay and then the alien is pooping out spitting out in you know just dropping keys coins anything that can't be digested is coming out I don't know if the same hole a different hole a I don't know. <laughs> That's that's the scientific term. Um, exactly. So that was a cool part. I well, and the, the, it sucks them up, and then presumably for hours you just hear the screams of all the people because the, the critter is still kind of flying around doing stuff. You just keep hearing the screams, and then there's a moment where the creature goes like kind of squishes, goes, and then the screaming just stops. Boom, all all over. That was a good moment. Fantastic. That was a good moment. Fantastic. But again, I have to go back to yeah. No, no anal probing up no. there. <laughs> that, you'd be you'd be running for that probe at that stage of the game. <laughs> um, at this point, we have to say he says, "Don't look it in the eye." But there are times where things get sucked up where they're clearly not looking it in the eye. Right? They put the right. the, the the plastic statue of a horse in their field and that gets sucked up it's plastic it doesn't have eyes it's not looking at anything sucked up i yeah. don't know it was painted and had I thought eyes it was just white but there were times when he didn't look at it and it passed over and then there are other times when you're running away from it clearly you're not looking at it and it's sucking your you up so right good theory well but it, it's mm-hmm. not a fact the tmz guy with the mirror I mean, is it because his helmet was mirrored that that was kind of because he got sucked up? I thought it was the Phantom of the Paradise. It was, <laughs> and then there was a monocle. What the hell was that? That was just the look. Maybe it's a camera, some sort of camera hooked up. I don't know. That that bit was weird. It was kind of funny. I mean, were you kind of rooting for the TMZ guy to bite the dust? Let's be honest here. 100%. I was hoping that like he would fall, the helmet would roll off, and it'd be Harvey Levin. Abs! Oh my God, that would be the dream. <laughs> Finally, Finally, Harvey Levin. Well, and and uh, OJ goes to try to rescue him, even though he's broken all these bones. And when the creature rolls up, he finally just says, 
my bad, and jumps back on the horse and bounces. He's like, I'm out of here, leaving poor TMT. You get what you get. You don't throw fit, bro. Don't do it, baby. That's it. Ball game. (laughs) There is a remarkably uh, effective scene when uh, OJ notices that the lights and the sprinkler system keeps getting turned on out at the barn. And he goes out there to kind of turn off the, the power, turns around, walks around, and it flips on again. And he turns around and he sees oh, you. See that the, was the scariest part. The shadow. That was the scariest critters. part. <laughs> poking out, looking at him, poking out, looking at him. Now it's revealed. It's like, you know, Jupe and his wife sent his three preteen kids to go play a prank. Is that what we're supposed to think? Yeah. And OJ punches one of them in the head. That's what they get. <laughs> but that was the scariest part because literally you see the rack where uh, the wooden rack where they put the saddle down and like a thing, it seems to be rising up from there. I, I was like, is the rack coming to lie? But that was one of the scariest parts. Cause I was like, Oh shit. That was good stuff. <laughs> that was good stuff. It was good and, stuff. But there was definitely this commentary on everybody with a phone all the time, recording everything, right. yeah. hoping to get the money shot. Yeah. And just at any cost, I want the money shot. Um, and I'm, it's going to make me rich. Right. It's so the there Bigfoot. is definitely, it's yeah. Bigfoot. It is the Loch Ness monster. It is proof of alien life. And now I'm going to retire. It was either that or I'm going to go on team mom 12. Yeah. And that's, and then it's kind of like, it used to only be TMZ type people who were out with their, you oh, know, right, trespassing, recording everybody. And now it's everybody doing it all the time, everywhere. True. A hundred percent. True. I, I just listened to this thing today on the news that it used to be things like Facebook. It used to be created entertainment for your family, but now a TikTok, you're compelled to create entertainment for strangers all around you. So that's right. what this this is constantly i need to get my name out there i'm going to be the number one video on tiktok now what kind of psychotic person would create content put it on the internet and hope people would watch it (laughs) (laughs) people from large families i guess (laughs) clearly (laughs) any other moments you guys want to talk about the shocker what does that mean? What's the shocker? <laughs> the, and... shocker the shocker is the, the fingers, you know, two in the pink, one in the stink. At one point. What? I, did you watch when a different version? The pink? I think so. At one point, they're at the, the old cake corral with Jupiter Glenn. And the giant cowboy comes up and it's like going right up into the orifice of the alien. Oh, 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 you're talking talker. about the Bob's Big Boy thing. The balloon. The balloon. <laughs> when the balloon goes up. You yes. could have just said. Oh, it the, goes up. The, the balloon it goes guy. up. Good Lord, the shocker. Then I wouldn't be able to say the shocker. Clearly. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I did hear you mutter that in the middle of the theater. I had no idea what you were referring to maybe, then maybe. or now. Maybe that's what the man was saying when we were still talking after the credits and a man walked by, muttered something to us. Might have yeah. been about the shocker. It's a, Exactly. It's a sad situation. Good. Maybe it was one of the bad miracles <laughs> that homie was talking about. <laughs> could be. Could be. Uh, 
<laughs> um, shall we go behind the scenes? No, please do. Lay it on me. Tell me how this is like uh, Polar Express, and this is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Or tell me, tell me that this uh, talks about the decay of the American family. Go. I will tell you none of those things. <laughs> but thank you very much. Uh, what were we saying? <laughs> Kiki Palmer, who played Emerald, although she went by Emmy. Um, she delivers that fast-talking monologue about the first uh, African-American uh, horse rider on the first film. Right. Uh, she delivered that scene over and over again, 14 takes, and each take was wildly different. Oh, she's hmm. she just flying off the seat of her just pants? doing her thing. Right. Jordan Peele talks about that he wanted this movie to be an event type of movie, like a King Kong or a Jurassic Park that would kind of entice people to come to the theaters. Like this is a movie you have to see in the theaters to get to witness the full majesty of it. Uh, I agree with I that. I think so, especially when the creature starts I'm glad to I change. saw it at the theater. You know what I mean? To get the full look of the crazy jellyfish, whatever the hell it was. Uh, or, yeah, to see the whole landscape. Yeah, you got to yeah. see the whole landscape. Fries. I mean, yeah, I would see this anytime before I see any uh, Tom Cruise bullshit. Hey, you know what? Top Gun Maverick was a great movie. I don't know if it was Lawrence uh, of Arabia was, or anything, oh but it was God. it was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. It was good, and I and I think you need to see that one in the theater too. Absolutely. That was Pass. a good one to see on the big screen. Pass. <laughs> uh, let's see. Fry's Electronics appears prominently in this movie, even though it had closed I down. I used to love Fry's. Dad would drive to Fry's every time he came to the OC for a visit, Absolutely. even though it's like 35 miles away in Fountain Valley or yeah. something. I had to drive all the way to like San Jose. He loved I it. I a little Fry's every now and again. Very sad. Uh, you could get anything for your computer. This was back in the day when everybody upgraded. They cracked open their computer. I'm going to need another hard drive. Hey, crazy fries guy, what do I need? You need this cable. Just grabs your cart and starts filling it up. And then you're going to need this. You're going to need this. It was like back in the day, there was Radio Shack. Yep. And then this is Radio Shack if it was Costco size. Absolutely. It's dynamite. Only electronics. Yeah, uh, I love fries. See. Jesse Plemons was offered a role in this, and he turned it down to star in something called Killers of the Flower Moon, which has not come out yet. Do you know who Jesse Plemons mm. is? No. Nope. Nope. He was in uh, Year of the Dog or whatever that is. Uh, uh, something with the dog with that was nominated for... Uh, for uh, Best Picture with Benedict Cumberbatch with their Cowboys in Montana. Anyway, no. he's nominated. Uh, Literally, this movie is the first movie I've seen in the theater in like six months. I can't even remember the last movie I saw. Probably the last movie we reviewed. I saw more than that last week. I saw Crawdads. I saw Mrs. <laughs> Harris Goes to Paris. Oh, shit. And I saw That's no. right. I saw Crawdads. Boom. So there you go. Boob. Two JJ movies and a horror. That's all you need. I gotcha. That's all you need. Um, if you're paying attention, on Steven Yoon's desk, you see a large pair of metal scissors, which are the same scissors from us. Oh. Oh, I hated those scissors. Oh. 
And no, oh, not Negan's bat in the background you see, you somewhere. You see Negan's bat from Walking Dead in the background. <laughs> uh, Gordy, uh, the actor who played Gory, Gory Gordy, as he should be known. Uh, his name is Terry Notary, and he actually appeared in the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the new one. So he's, he's like a trained, uh, trained chimpanzee. Human. <laughs> Basically, he's a chimpanzee. <laughs> The two main characters, They're, Emerald and OJ, wear green and orange, respectively. So Emerald wears green and OJ wears orange. Oh, I didn't notice that. Go. All right. All right. I did notice some orange because I do like orange. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. After Gordy finishes his rampage, he uses sign language to young Ricky, little jupe. He signs to him, what happened family? Oh, I'm glad I didn't know that. that I didn't see so that guy sad. sign at all. Wow, I missed that right. too. Oh my God, now I feel sad. Isn't that sad? I feel like I'm going to cry. Now there's a, th- so there's a theory that nope does, just doesn't mean nope because there's multiple times when OJ like looks out the window and sees the creature and just says and just nope and closes nope, the door. Nope, Um Right. They say nope also means not of planet Earth. Which is oh, why in the title okay. cards it's all capitalized, like it's an acronym. Mm, Could be. Okay. Could be. No, now I got the I got the thing about the monkey in my head. Thank you. I, uh, <laughs> I wrote, now I, I'm I wrote so it off for you. Let's talk about the cast, shall we? We've got Daniel Kaluuya played O.J. Haywood. You know him from Get Out, Black Panther, Judas and the Black Messiah, Queen and Slim. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He is actually English. Oh, he's very compelling in this. It's a very quiet role, but he's he's got um, his energy. I mean, it just is really interesting. The opposite of his wacky sister. Who I love too also. Yeah, she was great too. They were just My one complaint though is that he often was too quiet. Oftentimes I'm like, what the hell did he just say? Because it was a lot of mumbling quietness. I wish, you know, throw me some subtitles. I'm an old man at this stage of the game is all I'm saying. Costco's got hearing aids on sale right now. I just got a fly in the mail. That's what I need. <laughs> Kiki Palmer played Emerald Haywood, the sister. Uh, you know her from Nope. She played Alice in Alice, not the Alice. Uh, she was, Alice doesn't live here she anymore. She was in Hustlers. She was in Pimp. I remember her from Aquila and the Bee. If you haven't seen that, you got to check that out. She was also on the Disney no. Channel. It was called like True Jackson, Vice President. One of those shows. You know it, don't you? No. Brandon Perea. She was, she was cute. Great. I oh, liked she, her. She was excellent. Yeah. She was snappy. Br- Brandon mm-hmm. Perea played Angel, the fries worker, who was in a lot of Oh, my movie. God. He was such a dick. It was so beautiful was when he first appeared. He was so condescending. What a fuck. <laughs> well, and nobody even talks about the fact that he sets up the cameras for them. Obviously, he knows something's going right. on by the way they had them position the camera on the roof to the sky, yeah. that it wasn't for necessarily security purposes, but for night viewing. Right. Um, and he's monitoring it. He goes home and just logs in to their cameras. He was logging in from and, fries. And when he calls. He was uh, logging in from fries, like at his desk. Yes. Yes. And, and, and no he one- calls. 
Is he Mr. Fries? Because he has literally taken their geek squad van, is gone for weeks at a time with tens of thousands of dollars of equipment. Absolutely. Is there a warrant for his arrest right now? There should be. Uh, you know him from... Absolutely. But he logs in and calls and says, hey, what, I'm, I'm logged in. I'm watching. What's <laughs> happening? And she's like, I told you not to log in. And then they're just like, eh, let's be friends. Join let's the squad. Let's be friends. I like the red dress better. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Nope. He was in the OA. He was in Delivery. Other things I'm unfamiliar with. Not deliverance, delivery. Michael Wincott yeah. played Antler's Holst. He was the cinematographer of the commercial that we didn't talk about at all from earlier in the movie. He is famous for, he was in Basquiat. He was in I saw Talk that. Radio. He was in yep, Dead Man. I saw that. Uh, he was in The Crow. No. He was the villain in The Crow. Yeah. He was in uh, Three Musketeers with Kiefer Sutherland and Charlie Sheen. Yep. That's what I remember yes. him from. Oh my he, god. He uh, was in that was about Robin Hood Prince years of Thieves. Ago. He's always like at least he what's funny is he's Canadian, but I know him primarily as like these period English movies where he's got right. like a twirling mustache and long hair. He's always a villain. Because he's got that really powerful voice, that kind of gravelly voice. Didn't mm -hmm. you say he was in the Tudors? I did not say that, but it's possible. I'm not his biographer. You're a liar. You're a liar. Uh, Steven Yoon played Ricky or Jupe. You know him from Minari, which was nominated for Best Picture a year ago. No. Uh, Okja, which you can see that on Netflix. He was in the horror movie Mayhem. They don't even talk about it. No. He was in Walking Dead for five seasons. Yes. Bye. His <laughs> death made me stop watching Walking Dead. It was too much. Keith David was in literally two minutes of this movie. He played Otis Haywood Sr. You know him from Princess and the Frog. The Jazz Singer. He was not, <laughs> not in The Jazz Singer. He was in They Live. He was in The Thing. He was in Armageddon. He is great. I love Keith David. Again, Keith David, not David Keith, who was in The Officer. And Sebastian Cabot. Not, that's Brian Keith. <laughs> But <laughs> people who love a family affair. Sissy. And Jody. Sissy and Jody. There you go. Let's talk about the ratings, shall we? On uh, Can I throw in one sure. thing? You are forgetting the creepy lady who was going to be in the in the commercial right off the oh, bat. Oh, right. Was, was Donna Mills. Oh, Yes. Was, Completely unrecognizable to me. They had her going like in a whatever happened to baby Jane vibe. Yeah. And oh my God, she was so good. She was in Play Misty for me and oh, um, and Knots Misty Landing. Knots Landing. Landing, which was my high school. Loved it. And she was like, you know, the beautiful, gorgeous, glamour gal. You were absolutely and right. And she, she was looking... Yeah, Baby Jane in this movie. It was terrifying. Speaking, Go on. Speaking of Donna Mills, Tara, Kevin and I uh, watched another movie that we have to review, and there was a total fake Donna Mills who is completely naked during the whole thing. So it was like, I didn't know Donna Mills did softcore porn in the Just 80s. a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. We all got bills to pay. Let's, it was body double. It was body double. Let's talk about the ratings for Nope. Nope currently has 82% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. 
audience gave it 70 percent uh-oh that's about right lowered expectations let's see if if i can look at some top critics see what anybody had to say anybody we recognize peter travers anyone from the bakersfield california the bakersfield QAnon monthly gave it three thumbs down (laughs) peter travers too urban too (laughs) urban for my kids peter travers from abc news said another game changer from jordan peele who pushes the limits of fun fright and movie love to take horror to the next level so there you go that's important Peter Travers is clearly getting kickbacks from from all these uh, movie companies. You're, Though it's I, a when, game changer. Before we went, I read the reviews; they were outstanding. This movie got tons of really good reviews. I just kind of did a cursory glance, and um, what I read, the the critics enjoy, really really they liked do. it. So they got a B on Rotten Tomatoes versus the first one was like a hundred percent fresh. It's mm. yeah, it's not get out. Is, is that what you're talking about? Right. Well, okay. Richard Roper gave it four out of four. Jordan Peele's masterfully audacious, wickedly funny, and utterly outlandish sci-fi horror fable. Nope is a classic example of a bold and original film that pays homage to a seemingly endless stream of great movies and yet is more than the sum of its parts. So there you go. See, that's too intense. I enjoyed it, but this is like Never in cinema has such a spectacle been presented to us during the slow time of the summer That's correct. Jesus looked I mean, down from on. the heavens and said to know you are my favorite child. Yes. It's it, this is a fun movie, but it it is not the finest. It is not the crowning achievement of American cinema. Aaron, what is your rating? Lay it on me. I am going to give it Four out of fives, origami aliens uh, shoving things in their box. (laughs) That that was a slow burn. Tara, what you got? This is a safe place, Tara. You can be honest. Yeah. You know, I I enjoyed it. I love Jordan Peele. I I really like the actors. I like the landscape. I loved, I told Aaron this, I loved how um, it was like art installations right. across that desert landscape. You know, the the, the car wash or the car dealer uh, floaties and yes. all the different colors. It was like going to Desert X. Yes. Or, or who's that um, that artist that did those huge installations? Christo. You know, Christo. And, and, and Jean-Claude, yeah. Yes. Um you know, because it was quite glorious when at the end, when the creature kind of morphs and forms in the sky like an angel or, you know, there were there were some pretty good things. I, I hate to say it. I just think the story was was the weak link in this. So I'm going to give it um, three and three quarters monkey paws <laughs> from, from me. Three, three I, I mean, I'm out of five. You guys are acting like your scores are wildly different. They are not. Three and three quarters <laughs> and four. I know. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Aaron, Aaron, I thought loved this. So I'm surprised she didn't give it a I than really four. enjoyed it. No, I, to me, four is pretty good because most of this stuff I give a three or less. That's true. Mm. I enjoyed it. I let it wash over me. I had no expectations. 
but it's not a five. It's no, not no, the no, shining. No. You know what I mean? It's not baby Jane. Yeah, I, I definitely give it a four out of five chimpanzees ripping your face off and your genitals. Um, just because <laughs> it's that when you're a lady, do they still try to rip off your genitals? They're going to give it their college try. Okay. They're going to try. They're going to do <laughs> their they're wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that makes and are difficult. these people who get their genitals ripped off, in fact, naked? I'm asking these questions because, truthfully, I don't want to know. I okay. Movie's over. Credits are rolling. I was like, oh, I enjoyed it. That was my instant reaction to it. We we've right. said this before, and we'll say it again. It ain't Shakespeare, okay? But it's a fun ride. I definitely was wondering. Like, I still am sitting here going, all the crazy chimpanzee stuff seemed to be loosely attached. Like, it didn't seem to have much to do with anything. It's almost like they had the alien thing and they had like a chimpanzee, you know, is on, is running wild. Yeah. And I just have these two different ideas and I'm just going to loose, like, leash them together uh, very, very loosely. Um, I I would have liked it if it was more like a bird's, like nature's attacking, and it starts with the chimpanzee, and then it's lions and tigers, and guess what? These these creatures are living in the sky too, and they're pissed off. Like too. chimps falling from the clouds. It's rain and chimps. Hallelujah. Um, so I, I would say go see it. Was it was a loose thread. I would say go see yeah. it. Go see it in the theater. I would. I would say go see it, yeah. go see it in the theater. It's worth seeing. You do want to get that that you know uh, spectacle of it all. Now, is it the finest movie you will ever see? Is it going to be nominated for Best Picture? Absolutely not. So no. understand that going in and have reasonable expectations. I think the audience was kind of turned away on some level, uh, only 73%, because they were told it was going to be, you know, Jesus coming down beyond, from heaven. And it, Jesus Christ. Superstar. Jesus Christ. You gotta learn the okay. Anywho. <laughs> so what was that? It's Jesus Christ superstar. Who in the hell do you think you are? I believe is the correct. <laughs> I'm not in a musical theater. Anyway, moving on. But you could we be. could be. So thank you very much. Oh, uh, wait a minute. For, hold up, hold up. I just want to know, does anyone secretly want to go buy one of those uh, car wash dancing men? Oh, I really think for Halloween. This yes. is not a visual medium. For Halloween, I would like to have 25 of those things bucking and weaving in my front they're, yard. They're not typically car wash dancing men. They're like car dealership. I don't know what they're called. Car dealership dancing men, maybe? Mm-hmm. And I can put the big gorilla. There's always a, a gorilla do at the car. But not wash a chimpanzee. Or the... Not a chimpanzee. That's right. So thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter <laughs> at T Podcast Die. Go to our page on Facebook at the Podcast That Wouldn't Die. Aaron, Instagram. Yes. Can you tell us the address or what the <laughs> We are on Instagram. We've cracked the 1,000 followers. We're up to 1,006 now. Well Ooh, on our wow. way to 10,000. Well on our way to 10,000. Uh, we are the podcast that wouldn't die. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finest podcasts are available. 
So like, share, rate, and review if you will. Aaron, are you on social media? Dude, I got social and I got the media. I got, uh, I think I got a, a video on Vine. You think? <laughs> I've got... Who would know? <laughs> or is it Vimeo? Is there somebody else we Not should be talking Not on TikTok, to? though. <laughs> I am on Instagram. I am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. I am, don't be the pigeon. Don't do it. If you got a lot of money after this big lottery, then I highly recommend drifting over to Artsy and buying some stuff from me. Aaron Doherty, Instant Dreams Gallery on Artsy, and First Dibs. First Dibs. Also, Aaron Doherty. Check that out. Now, Tara, you are also on social media, but do not ask. Do not look me directly in the eye. Do not. Do not attempt to contact me. Please do not. Absolutely not. Tara really likes unsolicited direct messages. (laughs) Absolutely. Keep that in mind. Do Do not do that. So next week, we'll be discussing the bizarro, demonic, sex demon Comedy? I don't know what it is. What genre? It Donna Mills with fake Donna false Mills. Donna Mills. Oh. Uh, this is the hit movie Mausoleum. Mausoleum. You can watch that for free on Tubi with ads. So just the way God intended it. Again, a musical would have made it better. <laughs> stay, stay for the creepy gardener, and be happy when. Spontaneously, suddenly there's just unnecessary nudity that just pops out of nowhere. You're like, whoa! Fake Donna Mills is completely naked in 80% of this movie for no apparent no. reason. <laughs> Watch Dan Haggerty explode in his car. So you have that to look forward to. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, anyway, good times. So, thank you very much and be well. Boop! They can't see you waving, Tara. 